Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Now, it's been about 2,000 years now that Jesus obtained the fullness of his name. But you know something? He hasn't used it once. Not once. He hasn't needed to use it. Why hasn't he used it? Well, as a second person of the Godhead, he rules creation by his word. He hasn't needed to use his name. He rules creation by his word. So the question is this. Why did he then obtain that name? Welcome to Rema Faith Radio. Right now, here's Reverend Talks with today's message. We've been teaching along the lines of the good fight. The good fight. God's word tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and in verse 12. I'm going to read that. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12. The Bible says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now, the first part of this verse says, fight the good fight of faith. You know, I guess some people read that first word that said fight, and they thought it meant we were to fight people. No, we don't fight people. We love people. Praise God. Sometimes we can disagree, but you know we can disagree without being disagreeable. We can walk in love one towards another. So it's not people we're to fight. Now, I guess some people also saw the word fight and thought we're to fight sin. No, we're not to fight sin. Jesus put sin away by the sacrifice of himself. Amen. He conquered sin in the flesh and he did it for us. Hebrews 9.26, Romans 8.3. So we're not to fight sin. Yeah, we're to walk in victory over it. Now, some people also, perhaps they saw that word fight and thought, well, we're to fight the devil. And then uh, they started trying to fight the devil in their own strength and um, certainly you won't be a match for him so it's not the devil where to fight jesus already defeated the devil and he did it for us now what fight then are we to fight that verse tells us the good fight of faith and remember we said it's a good fight the really the reason it's a good fight is because we know the outcome from the beginning now what's the outcome we win romans 8 37 says nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're more than conquerors. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. So we don't win some and lose some. We win all the time. Uh, as surely as we put God's word to practice and stay in that good fight and fight that good fight, the outcome is certain we win. Now, um, we also said this, that if there's a fight to faith, definitely there are bound to be enemies in that faith fight. Now, what are these enemies? The enemies are not where most people uh, look for them. What then actually are these enemies? It's not people. It's not Satan. It's not sin. We're to love people. We're to walk in victory over Satan. We're to uh, crucify the flesh. So it's not any of those ones that is where the real fight actually is. So where, what exactly uh, are these enemies? Where, where exactly is this fight? Now, Romans 10, 17 gives us a clue to uh, that question, to answering that question. And what does it say? It says, so then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we know that the measure of our faith is the measure of our knowledge of God's word. Uh, faith follows light. As soon as the light of God's word shines in our hearts, faith follows it. So that 
makes it clear that all the enemies in this faith fight are linked to a lack of knowledge of the word of God. So we set out to look at different areas that are extremely important. Now, all of God's word is important. But there are some major areas where people uh, lack understanding of God's word and where a lack of understanding of God's word hinders us in this faith fight. We said, number one, a lack of understanding about the new birth. A lack of understanding about the new birth. We spend time to talk about that. Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So we're not the same old creatures we used to be. The life and nature of God has been imparted into our spirits. Then we said, secondly, another key area where we don't want to lack understanding of God's word is uh, the area of our place in him. Our place in him. So we looked at that as well. Colossians 2.10 says, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. So we are complete in him. We're complete in him. Acts 17.28, the Bible says, In him we live, move, and have our being. Praise the Lord. So, that was the second area we talked about. Then the third area we looked at is lack of understanding about righteousness. What righteousness means. And uh, we said that righteousness is the ability to stand in the presence of God without a consciousness of sin, of guilt, or of inferiority. As though sin never existed. And we also said that the moment we got born again and came into Christ, we received this gift of righteousness. So righteousness is not a wage that we earn through good works and right conduct. No. Righteousness is a gift that we receive whole and complete at our new birth. So we have righteousness. It's not by works. It's by faith in the finished work of redemption. And every believer has received this gift of righteousness. Now, righteousness is the catalyst to faith. A sense of unworthiness and a sense of lack of faith go hand in hand. The moment you can read a person of this sin consciousness, his faith is going to start working. Praise God. Well, we want to talk about uh, the fourth area today. And um, that's a lack of understanding of our legal right to the name of Jesus. A lack of understanding of our legal right to the name of Jesus. And I'll read a verse of scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And in um, verse 4, the Bible says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Now the next verse after it says, Casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to feed upon the word of God. Thank you because... Your word is full of light. Your word is full of wisdom. Your word is full of faith. Thank you for filling us with the knowledge of your word concerning our legal right to that name, the name of Jesus. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, um, yes, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're in him and we're, we've been made new. Our past has been remitted. And yes, by virtue of the new birth, God the Father has delivered us from the power of darkness 
and he has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Colossians 1.13 tells us that. However, we still live in a world where the devil is God. That's a fact. The very atmosphere round about us is filled with hostile forces that will attempt to destroy our fellowship with the Father and deprive us of our usefulness in the Master's service. You see, it's for this reason that God has given to us a mighty weapon to use against the adversary. And that weapon is the name of Jesus. See, that name is not given to us only for our use, but also for the sake of the Satan-ruled men and women who are around us to break the shackles of the adversary over them. Now, it's been about 2,000 years now that Jesus obtained the fullness of his name. But you know something? He hasn't used it once. Not once. He hasn't needed to use it. Why hasn't he used it? Well, as a second person of the Godhead, he rules creation by his word. He hasn't needed to use his name. He rules creation by his word. So the question is this. Why did he then obtain that name? Why did he go through that length to obtain that name for us? Well, he did it not for himself because he doesn't need it. He did it for the church. He obtained that name for the church. In Ephesians 1, verses from 19 to 23, the Bible says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That's God the Father, setting Jesus at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church or for the benefit of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So God did it for the benefit of the church. God seated Jesus at his own right hand, far above the forces of darkness, and he did that for us. Praise the Lord. Now, um, uh, so we can properly appreciate this name, a question we need to ask ourselves is this. What does the name represent? What does the name mean? E.W. Kenyon, Dr. Kenyon of blessed memory, talked about one time, he went somewhere and he gave an address and he was talking about the name of Jesus. So then a lawyer walked up to him after and asked him that, what's the value of that name? What, if language means anything, the man asked him, you're trying to tell us that God has given us the power of attorney to act in his stead, that that's what Jesus gave us. He said, yes. Then the lawyer asked him, what then is the value of this name? What does this power of attorney, what does it mean? He said that spurred him on to do a study of Jesus, of his name, of the resources in that name, of the power in that name. And I'll tell you, every believer needs to do just that. Amen. Now, how did he obtain his name? William Shakespeare made a statement. He said, people achieve greatness through three different methods. He said, some are born great, like a king, a czar, a sultan, you know, uh, an emir. They're, they, they inherit it by virtue of their pedigree, the family to which they're born. So some are born great. They inherit their, the greatness of their name. He said, also, some people, they achieve the greatness of their name 
through some conquest, by conquering a land, by doing something great such as that. That's the way some people become great and have a great name. Then Shakespeare said this, he said, some people also achieve the greatness of their name through bestowal. They have the name thrust upon them, bestowed upon them. Incidentally, Jesus obtained the greatness of his name through all these three different methods. First, by inheritance. Now, God's word tells us in Hebrews chapter 1, from verse 1 through to 4, it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, as in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he hath by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So, Jesus obtained the greatness of his name by inheritance. He inherited it from who? From God the Creator, from God the Father. You've been listening to Rema Faith Radio, brought to you by the partners and friends of Rema Nigeria. We offer training in God's Word and in the things of the Spirit for victorious Christian living and success and fulfilling ministry. Go to RemaNigeria.com to find out more on how to become a student or partner of Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria. Please call 081-01-166836. The number again, 081-01-166836. Kenneth Hagen's Rema Bible Training Center Nigeria is here just for you. Do you want to know your purpose in life? Do you want to learn balanced biblical teachings? Are you hungry for more but confused about where and how to satisfy the longing in your heart? Are you uncertain about what next steps to take in life? We have good news for you. At Kenneth Hagin's Rema Bible Training Center, Nigeria, we help believers learn God's word to live a successful and victorious life, discover and walk in God's plan for their lives, and get prepared for the ministry with campuses in Abuja, Butakot, Nasarawa, Kaduna, and Lagos. RBTC is now open for April 2021 school intake. To apply, contact us on 090-3484-1366. Number again, 090-3484-1366 or 080-7657-6163. The number again, 080-7657-6163. You can also visit our website on www.remanigeria.com forward slash apply online. Turn on your passion.